0: podcast by 230 something. because adult lives and responsibilities have an eclipse their zeal for stupid nerdy shit from warhammer to video games to hot pockets to toaster strudel i don't even know what that is if it's your fandom they're your tandem all right uh th- M- mr tk uh thank you very much but i think uh, i think we got it from here oh my G- goodbye boys wow goodbye, goodbye george don't, don't forget to follow me on facebook D- george takei you are the just can i just say i'm a huge fan
1: oh you're you're too sweet we'll see you on wednesday for poker right
0: of course texas hold'em baby <laughs> say hi to the family tom you got it buddy how's your lovely wife amanda she's
1: doing well she was on the uh, on the show last week
0: oh my <laughs> i bet she was stunning
1: yeah as always
0: you might even say she set her phasers to stunning.
1: <laughs> she certainly targeted me.
0: Oh, oh so boy. many years ago. Oh, what a lucky gal. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to I'm just going to run off now. Bye-bye. Okay, see you later. Wow, what a what a great Tom. George T. K is a fucking good guy.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Man, he's not like Christopher Walken. <laughs> you love What all- you ya- Oh, there, Mr. Walken, what are you doing? I, we told you to leave the studio.
1: <laughs> you know, I couldn't help myself when I heard there was a podcast being filmed.
0: What? I I know, but for the last time, the restraining order says you can't be anywhere near us after the incident two weeks ago. You know the court can't tell me what to do. No, it can, literally. That's how it works. Tell that to my fist, you jackass. No! Oh, 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 Mr. Walken! For for an elderly man, you're very powerful. Take that! Oh. I just turned into
1: George Takei on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Okay. Well, clearly we're having a good Friday. How you doing, uh, Tom? I'm
1: doing all right. It's been a long yeah, week.
0: It has been a long week. And of course, that voice on the other end is Tommy Bones, A.K.A. Bonesaw Miniatures on Instagram, and I'm of course uh, Ben, A.K.A. LS Demon, A.K.A. <laughs> jimmy stewart sometimes i think <laughs> Losers those pedals mary <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that one gets me
1: it's compelling audio for everyone listening at home
0: <laughs> uh what's a what's a 40k uh, that sounds like a uh, communist propaganda
1: welcome to 40k a podcast where a couple of dudes just make themselves laugh and you're subjected to this bullshit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, paddles. Oh my god. <laughs> so we got Christopher Walker. That was like a good Christopher Walken, by the way.
1: I think it used to be better when I was younger.
0: Yeah, I feel like I did a lot more impressions when I was younger. Oh well. Hey, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been <laughs> a long week, and we're here. We are recording. I, I put a disclaimer in the last episode's show notes that uh, we got a lot of life stuff going on, so we may be going bi-weekly or irregular for a little bit. But hey, look, it's just you and me. No, no guests or anything.
1: Yeah, for, for a change. <laughs> going back to the original formula.
0: Yeah, last week, of course, we had Amanda, as Mr. Takei mentioned. Uh, did she have a good time?
1: Yeah, she had a lot of fun. Uh, we actually continued the conversation after recording. I'm going to try to get her to read Fulgrim.
0: It is pretty, like, it's good. I, I wasn't a huge Fulgrim guy, but then I read the book and it's really well written. Yeah, I'm actually reading uh, Betrayer, by Aaron Dembski Bowden now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I thought it was about Karn, but so far it's mostly about Lorgar. <laughs> Fucking Erebus. Fucking Erebus, man. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know a whole lot about Lorgar, but he seems like kind of an interesting guy.
1: Yeah. He started um, the whole thing.
0: He did. I didn't realize he looked most like physically most reflected the Emperor's like physical appearance. That was news to me. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> <Fuck> Lorgar <laughs> Lorgar. <laughs> Lorgar. Um hard name to say. Yeah, and his last name is Aurelian, which means gold. I mean, It's it's funny. Some of them have last names and some don't, like, you know, like, well, what's your name? Magnus. What's your last name? The Red. Okay. <laughs> How about you? Rebute Guillemin. How come you get a last name? Conrad Curza. What? Sanguinius. Okay, now that's just one name. <laughs>
1: well, I guess technically they're uh, products of the planets they grew up on.
0: Yeah. But there's, like, some confusion because I think doesn't the emperor go, like, oh, you're Conrad Curza, He's like, no, that's not my name. That he's like, that's the name you gave me. My name is Night Hunter.
1: Like,
0: okay, whatever. That's
1: go. the name he gave himself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is still better than the lion. That's true. Good. <laughs> <the> lion. Good. <Grr, laughs> growl. <laughs> Meow. All right. Well, this is never gonna air. Okay. So today, our topic. <laughs> Last time we talked about fabulous Bill. We did yeah. a trivia challenge. I, I just think let's let's take it high level again. I love these top five lists that we do. So so we got a top five today, Tom. T- mm-hmm. t- tell the listeners at home what it's about.
1: We're taking it back back to the uh, our roots, how we started with the top five lists today. Lined up for you, we've got the top five grim, darkest moments of the 40k universe.
0: Yeah, I love grim, dark, or, yeah. or as we say at our podcast, dark grim, because we can trademark Yeah, get in your pipe and smoke your GW. <laughs> But, Tom, I remember like in the lead-up to this, you mentioned, you know, it's not necessarily supposed to be a comprehensive list. We just – our five right. grimdark things that we really enjoyed, uh, there's not really any rules about these other than I think it has to be a noun. Like it has to be a person, place, or thing that personifies right. the grimdark. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know every single dotted I and cross T of the lore, so it's not going to be a comprehensive list. But just the things that I like because they're grimdark.
0: And, and do you draw a line between Grim Derp and Grim Dark?
1: There is plenty of Grim Derp, uh, but if you have some Derp in that list, I will um, be happy to, to hear it as well.
0: All right, so so let's do this. If either of us has too much on the Grim Derpy meter, <laughs> you gotta you got to call it back and uh, and yell at us. Okay.
1: Leave All a right. comment.
0: <laughs> yeah, leave a, leave a comment, for God's sakes. No one has <laughs> left a comment.
1: Tell us what you like or what you don't like.
0: Or, or even just say we're fat, which is funny because you've never seen <laughs> us. It's like, Your voice is fat. Okay. You sound that's fat. Fair. <laughs> you sound fat. <laughs> All right, Tom. Yeah. Grimdark number five. Give us a Grimdark aspect of 40K. Go.
1: Okay. I guess I'll start with Conrad Curza. Uh, I pronounce it uh, bec- uh, that way because he's clearly German, so I'm going to pronounce it uh, as Curza. Uh, I like that he's Grimdark Batman. You know uh, his his origins on Nostromo, He was so sick and tired of uh, criminal, organized crime running, running things that he would horrifically mutilate the, the people in power, and leave their bodies in in the town square as a as a example to not be a douche. Uh, but he wouldn't touch the face so that you absolutely knew who it was, uh, and you knew why they were they were tortured and, and flayed and, and just horrifically michael
0: that's a pretty good one i mean he is really fucking creepy
1: yeah
0: didn't he have like his audience chamber was just people that were like preserved so that their faces were like underneath this <laughs>
1: that sounds about right
0: that's is, that is, that's actually at the grim derp i think
1: <laughs> we're going into derp
0: because like you can't keep people alive that way like i just don't fucking buy it so so i think they're he started out super grim dark. There are some aspects of, of the writing which just goes into a little bit of the derp territory, but overall, yeah, I think it's a great pick, Tom. He is, yeah, I he think is a very dark guy.
1: I think specifically his origins on Nostromo when he was the night hunter.
0: Yeah, that's super super interesting and compelling and unique. I think.
1: Yeah, I loved that about him because he thought right. he was doing a good job. You know, he like he what is that chaotic good? <laughs> you yeah, just such a a warped sense of justice and, and uh order law I like
0: yeah that. and i mean it, it, you know like the, he makes sense in his like background and he ties it in and then there's a lot of like philosophical musings about can you control people by fear or not or whatever yeah i think he's very grimdark mm-hmm. if his last name wasn't kurza it could be grimdark
1: <laughs> conrad grimdark
0: all right you ready for my number five do it gene Steeler cults okay and and I have a couple of reasons why. First of all, like they somehow managed to get the Shadow over Innsmouth, the Lovecraft story about tainted fish people, many <laughs> generations removed from ancient evil beings into 40k pretty seamlessly. Mm-hmm. If, for those that don't know, basically a gene stealer is a type of tyranid, which its intent is to be kind of the vanguard of the fleet, like dozens or even hundreds of years before the fleet gets there. A gene stealer would come to the planet and kind of implant its DNA into the locals so that the subsequent generations that are produced from the infected locals are increasingly more reflective of their gene stealer parentage. It's like the first generation might be bald, the next generation might have scaly skin, and then after that they might have a third arm, that kind of thing. Along with this, they have this kind of shared hive mind, and over time become obsessed with a cult-worshipping some kind of star god that is going to come back, not knowing. And here's the part that's really dark to me, that that really their whole purpose is to just weaken a planet by like creating insurrections and rebellion and and fighting so that when the Tyranids do come, it's that much easier to just consume the entire planet, including the cult (laughs) that was paving the way for them.
1: All biomass.
0: So they think, like, oh, the star gods, a.k.a. the Tyranids, are going to come and save us, but really they're just going to eat them, and they're just deluded into believing that there's some kind of you know, better future. Although, you know, one could argue maybe being part of the tyrannid Biomass Collective is some kind of apotheosis. I don't think it is. <laughs> That's true. Um, also, they have mining tools because, you know, it's <laughs> they're like local miners and shit. So Gene wow. Stealer pretty fucking dark. They're sowing the seeds of their own demise and they're fucking like Xeno or what is that? Xenomorphs meet Lovecraft, meet Warhammer.
1: Uh, also something about the Tyranids I just found out Because I don't know terribly much about the Tyranids they were, They're were they actually drawn to the Milky Way Because of the Astronomicon
0: Oh, so the Emperor done fucked up Yeah Well, fuck you Astronomicon Go back to episodes, <laughs> I think, two and three To learn more about the Astronomicon Tom, what's your number four?
1: I love the Death Corps of Krieg Because they're just unapologetically suicidal <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole thing with Krieg, uh, you know, a 1000 years ago there was an uprising against the Imperium uh and they came so close to getting exterminatist but the insurrection was put down and you know what few survivors were left were like you know we're so sorry we we, we had nothing to do with those guys we, you know we're uh, so they basically spent their entire uh, existence afterwards trying to repent for what their ancestors have done. But I think they were the planet was like nuclear bombed, so it's like it's like a nuclear fallout wasteland where everyone has to wear these like radiation masks and they die horrifically young. So they they're the Death Corps soldiers. They're just like so ready to just throw themselves into battle and sacrifice their lives to prove their loyalty to the emperor that their their own lives have no value and i I think that's super cool
0: and i think like they don't even reproduce right like they're all grown in labs now
1: more or less i think there's a theory that all that since every since all the kriegsmen wear masks they, they have no idea but there's a well, I guess fan theory that they're all like early teens, like adolescents, that because their planet is so heavily radiated that their lifespan is so short, they sort of mature faster. But they're still like impetuous and young and, and willing to risk their lives you know, and, and make stupid decisions because they're <laughs> so immature.
0: That's an interesting fan theory. I don't think I've yeah. thought about it that way, but that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Like uh,
0: it totally could be, which would make it even more grimdark.
1: Mm hmm so that's why they're on my list if they're if only the army wasn't so fucking expensive and made worthless in the last update
0: i would totally play them too i i think of all the imperial guard no question i love how they look i love the backstory oh my gosh
1: (laughs) just so many resin models and their rules were just nerfed to hell so there's that
0: that's a very good one all right i got i got a number four for you yeah spirit stones
1: Ooh, good ones.
0: So I wanted to have something Eldar in here. And I mean, Dark Eldar occasionally stray into the grim derp. <laughs> Just because Kamarag, like, it starts out like, oh, this is a terrifying city of torture. And then goes into the wacky, mischievous, like, uh, oh, space marines destroying part of the city gets sealed off. wow well, that was right. my impression of asdrubal Vect. <laughs> so I wanted something Eldar. And I think the spirit stones for me are kind of interesting because it's like... Imagine that you have to wear like a, a fist-ish sized gem <laughs> in case you die, so that your soul goes into it instead of being eaten by some kind of elder chaos god, elder god, <laughs> chaos god. You know, pick your pick your poison. Right. That is dark. And if you crush the stone, you immediately get eaten by Sladesh.
1: You're basically a lich.
0: You you're basically a lich. You're right. Like it's a phylactery. And then when your stone, so you die. If you're an Eldar, um, so for those that don't know, Eldar birthed a Chaos God through their debauchery. Their souls are all linked to this evil warp presence, which is monstrous and, and hungry. And they call her She Who Thirsts. Yeah. And if they die, Slanesh eats their soul. So instead, they created these little stones. So it's like a like a little poly pocket that your soul goes into when you die. <laughs> And then they can attach that stone to their ship, the craft world, and and help power it or to a construct and turn it into a robot kind of, uh, you know, a a wraith guard. So that's your soul for eternity. And there's no hope except that – well, now there is because the Aeneid may kill Sladesh, but that's a whole lore (laughs) rabbit hole. We're not going to go down into this given that we're both about six drinks in. Yeah. So Spirit Stones, I think it's terrifying and, and that constant like looming doom of Slaanesh over all the Eldar, I think is really dark. Yeah. I
1: love the the relationship there with the the Eldar the and Slaanesh. Their whole dynamic is really cool to me.
0: All right. Spirit Stones was my number 4. Tom, what's your number 3?
1: I think we skipped the fact where we uh, we tell each other what we're drinking tonight.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we we could do that. Tom, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Let's see. This is Focused Haze. Uh, Oh, I have my camera turned off so you can't see how cool the can is. But you remember back in the 90s when you got your school photo taken and it had the blue and pink lasers shooting in the background?
0: Yes, I do. I know exactly as (laughs) does anybody from uh, the 90s.
1: Yeah. So that motif is on this can and it has like a super 90s font uh, with the lasers in the background. Focused haze, New England style IPA, uh, brewed and canned for city steam by Thimble Island Brewing Company in Brantford, Connecticut.
0: That sounds tight, man. How is it?
1: It's not bad. A little citrusy. No, I like I it.
0: Like, I like a little citrus. Well, uh, on my end, I am drinking, trying to get rid of all of my booze, because uh, we're moving across <laughs> right. the country. Right. Right. So I have this random bottle of something called Kirsch. Kirsch. Which I, Is it like German? I think it's like a German liquor. Sounds it. Um, it's got some mild cherry flavor. It tastes like a combination of cherry and paint thinner.
1: <laughs> My two favorite things.
0: Uh, well, there you go. It is double dis- distillation of cherries. Uh, it's it's. I'm not really enjoying it, but it uh, really gets the job done. <laughs> the
1: cher- Oh, interesting. Okay. Now keep,
0: keep in mind, if you're listening, no, we're not trying to influence anybody to drink out there. We just happen to, you know, on Friday nights like to let loose a little bit and enjoy uh, enjoy a little drink as we talk about stupid, nerdy yeah. shit for the intro.
1: It's been a long week, and they're just getting longer.
0: Just getting longer. Every day is exactly the same. <laughs> All right, now that we're suitably liquored up, Tom, what's your number three?
1: So I feel like the entire list could be shit the Drakari have done. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna make my my next one a Drakari event when uh, they teamed up with the Tau. Uh, in order to fight against High Fleet Kraken. The Tau teamed up with Yuri and Rekar. Um, hey, good,
0: good guy, right?
1: Yeah, good guy, that Rekarth. But the Drakari they demanded, uh, quote-unquote, cultural exchanges. Uh, so the, the Tau had to provide Fire Warriors uh, to the Drakari, and then they just sort of disappeared. And they never saw them again. It turns out they were turning the Fire Warriors into grotesques. Oh, my God. And then uh, they started demanding Ethereals. Uh, so they were like, okay, this this is fucked up. You know, you are going too far. So they assembled uh, as many reserves as they could from the planet Rubicon. And they went to attack Rackarth. But when they got there, Rackarth's fleet had left. He was totally gone. There were just holograms and sensor ghosts. So they were like, what the fuck? Then they started getting panic distress calls from Rubicon. So the Drukari had led them in... had. Led them away, all the fire warriors led them away from Rubicon so that they could attack the defenseless planet and take as many slaves as they wanted. But it was already too late for them to get back uh, for and back them up.
0: That is some sneaky shit.
1: All they could do is listen to the terrified screams.
0: And that's why uh, I don't think the Tau are on the same level as any of the other. Notice I, I'm not going to have anything Tau on mine because the Tau <laughs> are not grip Dark. Yeah. They're sci fi. They're not mm-hmm. grimdark.
1: And I also found out why Tau are not, well, why they haven't been corrupted by chaos.
0: Because they're not psychic?
1: That, and they're such a young civilization that they don't really have a presence in the warp, so they just fly under the radar. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Also, like, the chaos gods aren't into Gundams. That's too. But, by the way, sometimes I really lay on my hatred of the Tau, hoping that it will piss somebody <laughs> off, kind of like a heel <laughs> in wrestling, so that they...
1: Uh... <laughs> You're just baiting out the, the trolls.
0: Yeah, because then at least we'll get somebody to comment on our stuff. <laughs> hey, If you like the Tao out there, I think you're dumb. <laughs> like,
1: ah, fuck you! I'll just stop listening to your show.
0: Don't <laughs> stop listening to the show. Tell me why you disagree. It's like when when the um oh what was that guy the Iron Sheik would go be like I'm so happy to be in New York because New York sucks. Boo!
1: <laughs> yeah, or if you oh. instantly if you instantly wanted to pop, just be like, uh, here we are in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> and then the crowd goes so crazy.
0: You, like, you look at you look at your hand and you get it, like, written Albuquerque. Like, how the fuck do you spell that?
1: <laughs> like, oh, you know he's a good guy because he mentioned the city that they're in.
0: <laughs> Alright, you ready for my number three? Yeah. The Great Unclean One. Nice. And, and here's why. I had um, one of the Book, God, I don't remember what book it was. I had one of the like rule books or codices from like second edition and I read it cover to cover yeah. because of all the little spots of fiction. And I remember the section where it describes the great unclean one blew my mind. I think I've <laughs> talked about this in other episodes. It was just so unlike anything I'd ever seen. It was so disgusting. I could <laughs> I could like feel it, its presence because of how well written it was. And You know, there's been a lot of iterations of the various greater demons. I think the Lord have changed. They still haven't quite figured out how to make it look. I think the Keeper of Secrets, like the most recent version, is pretty good, but the the previous version sucked. You know, Bloodthirsters have been up and down. The Great Unclean one has always been fucking terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Do we need to say anything else about that?
1: No, I think you got it. Uh, Nurgle's rot. You know, he he looks like he's covered in uh, pustulous boils and infections.
0: Yeah, there was there was a scene I was reading. Uh, I think it was on Reddit. Somebody had copied and pasted a passage from some book where Typhus, the Herald of Nurgle, mm-hmm. like witnesses a guy get super duper quote blessed by Nurgle quote, and it's, it's just so gross. It's over the top and kind of stupid. That's that's a grim derp territory for me. <laughs> but just the Greater Demon of Nurgle, so cool and so scary and so dark and grim. I
1: like I like that you use Typhus's full title. Of well,
0: I wasn't sure if they would know who I was talking. I don't remember. I don't know his last name. He's only got one name. It's not typhus, like ty- typhus curza. Typhus corrosion. Typhus diarrhea.
1: <laughs> That's a citadel paint joke.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that is that a color?
1: Typhus corrosion. It's, it's one of the technicals.
0: Oh my god. Good for I mean, adding texture. Yeah. Man, that was a great joke. Todd. that I. Was, man, you out nerded me. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, that was my number three. What's your number two?
1: Going to number two. Uh, so this one, this is the one I was talking about uh, before we started recording. It, it's commonly heralded as the most grimdark uh, thing in the universe. I put it at number two just because I think number one is a little bit more. But for number two, I'm going with the Demonculaba. Now that... Wow, yeah, that's pretty
0: fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's it's a super... Super fucked up thing. I think it's the Iron Warriors is how they uh, regenerated their numbers.
0: Yeah, it was Hanso or Hansa or something.
1: Yeah, so when, you know, the Chaos Space Marines, you know, uh, when they were branded heretic and separated from the Imperium, uh, they didn't really have a way of replenishing their numbers. You know, they, they didn't have access to the technology to create new Astartes, right? Uh, so the the Hubba, they would basically put uh, a woman into a cage... And force feed her until she was the size of that cage, and then uh, give her all kinds of uh, drugs and 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 what uh, warpness, whatnot. Uh, cut her open, put a teenager inside of her body, kind of like a reverse C-section, and then uh, the the child, the the teenager would sort of uh, incubate, I guess, into a skinless Astartes. It, if he survived the process, uh, would incubate into a a skinless Astartes was born and then would be reskinned with the skin from the cultists that uh, they sacrificed uh, and you know if she survived the process you know if she would go on to become a, a, a womb again for another a round of Yeah, no, it's just a horrible horrible thing to, to even think about and uh and I'm kind of done talking about it because it makes me it makes queasy me yeah
0: yeah we should have well, to put a parental warning on this one, but uh, but like you're not wrong. Like I think people pretty widely who have read that accept yeah. that it's pretty fucked up.
1: Yeah, it is universally accepted as being terrible. So
0: yeah, that's that's pretty dark and grim.
1: Anything to add on the Demonchild album?
0: Only that I have no idea what the person who created that was smoking when they created it.
1: Seriously. Anyway. All right.
0: My, my number two is actually it's going to be a little less horrific, but still pretty <laughs> grimdark. Warp travel. Ah. So we we did a um, episode of actually two episodes, roughly roughly talking about this. But here in Warhammer 40,000, if you are a human, and I don't know if this is true of Tau, I know it's not true of Necrons, and I I don't it's not really true of Eldar, mm. but at least humans and orcs, if you want to get somewhere faster than light, you have to go through hell basically. Yeah. There is a movie where that is the plot, <laughs> and it is a really fucking scary movie. It's called Event Horizon. It's really yeah. good. It's from the nineties. Some of the graphics are a little dated, but that's the that's the whole point of the movie. So yeah. basically, if if like somebody from Warhammer 40k universe was watching that movie, they'd be like, Yeah, what's what's the problem? They didn't turn their Geller field on.
1: <laughs> or is that how is this telling this the history of 40k? Is this how we started? FTL travel.
0: I I mean, I it could be, and I think like a lot of people have said like maybe it's like a prequel for 40K, which would be super cool. But I I just think it's a really interesting concept that it's a regular occurrence. Maybe not 10%, but maybe like one percent or or a hundredth of a percent. Mm -hmm. However many ships are lost, and it kind of harkens back like if you remember back in the days of you know exploration, at least European exploration, and I think you know probably. Chinese exploration in the 1400s, too. The Vikings. The Vikings. Like, there was a really good chance that when you went out on the high seas, a storm was going to hit or you were going to be lost at sea and starve, or or get dehydrated, or or get illness. Uh And that is very much a reality in the 41st and now 42nd millennium because it's very unreliable. I mean, you know, you can have a pretty good likelihood of succeeding, but there's a not insignificant chance that you will be lost in hell forever and no one will ever hear from you again right which is really scary
1: i like it that uncertainty yeah
0: so so again it's like there's a movie where that's the plot so (laughs) all these all these people who are in 40k and traveling all the time like you guys your everyday life could be a horror movie on that alone (laughs) that's my number two yeah tom what's your number
1: one you know what my number one is so far out of left field I think we should we should go to your number one.
0: Okay, so so well because yours is going to be super strange, huh? Yeah. Okay, I've, I now mean, I'm really there's, excited.
1: There's a reason that Democleavo is number two.
0: Okay, really? Yeah. Okay, well I'll I'll do my number one then, and it is very simply put, corpse starch. Mm-hmm. In 40k, not only is it not that weird that you <laughs> recycle human bodies and eat them, it is the primary ration in many sources of literature about 40k that a typical imperial soldier will eat. So you remember, again, there was a movie called Soylent Green where the plot spoilers, if you haven't seen this movie from, I think the early seventies is that, you know, it's a dystopian future. That's there. They produce this food, which is like supposed to be from soy and lentils called Soylent Green. It's actually people. And it's shocking. Again, if you were in 40k, they'd be like, yeah, we know it's people. (laughs) Dude, it's called corpse starch. They they take people and they (laughs) recycle them and you eat them because that's all the food there is. That's true. And it's to such an extent, like in Necromunda, the game, there's a gang, which are the people whose job it is in society is to grind up corpses to process them into corpse starch and they become devoted followers of corn because they're around blood and violence all the time, basically. (laughs) But yeah, your primary food source is recycled people. And they don't even call it like Fun bars are like, oh, it's a it's a it's a neutral flesh bar. It's corpse starch. It's like, that's what you get. You fucker. Eat it if you want to live and shut the fuck up. Don't
1: bother dancing around it. You know exactly what it is.
0: That's my number one. uh,
1: According to our uh, outtakes on the uh, trivia episode, that episode was brought to you by corpse (laughs) starch. That's
0: that's right. Corpse starch brought to you by murder brand corpse starch. (laughs) Would you eat corpse starch? I don't think I would.
1: It depends how it tasted.
0: Fair, yeah. If it tastes good,
1: even fun flavors, mango,
0: <laughs> mango, starch
1: ranch. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Nacho cheese, cornstarch,
1: and then on starch
0: All right, your number one, Tom. Here we go. Uh,
1: so my number one, the most grimdark aspect of the 40k universe, or the 40k setting, is the cold indifference of the universe as a whole. Mm. So think about everything that's taking place over the past 10,000 years, you know, mankind struggled to to unite uh, the milky way, all of the battles, all of the lives lost, all of the torture and the pain and the strife, and in the and this is just taking place in the milky way galaxy, one galaxy among countless mil- uh, galaxies in the universe, and how 10,000 years of history of all of this is just a blink of an eye when you take the grand scope of existence as a whole and how inevitably that matters when we finally achieve the heat death of the universe none of this will have any meaning that's the most grim dark thing i think
0: that's pretty powerful yeah it, it is interesting i think that you know they have this whole universe and a lot of the sci-fi universes out there are like oh yeah we're in the alpha quadrant of the universe and all this other stuff And we are just in the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah. And by the way, the Alpha, that was a very shorthand for Star Trek. They have some impossibly long distances that they travel, I think. I'm not positive. Star Wars, it feels like they're all over the place. I don't know. But but 40K is very specifically just in the Milky Way galaxy, which is our galaxy.
1: And there are countless galaxies in existence in the universe.
0: Trillions of galaxies.
1: Yeah. So this small region of space on such a small timescale is just so insignificant in the grand scheme of everything.
0: And I mean isn't that isn't that in the the opening line too in the the you know cold indifference of laughing gods or something is in that it's paragraph that leads to the grim darkness there is only war.
1: Yeah. Wow. Just the fact that none of it has any true meaning. Well. <laughs> I'm
0: a little depressed now.
1: And that's exactly what I was going
0: for. I mean, I think that's a good place to wrap it, man. Why, let me ask. Let me ask just one more question. One more question. This is. There's no doubt that this is a depressing universe. And and when I articulate this to other people, they're always like, "Well, that seems really dark and and grim. Like, that seems depressing. <laughs> that why seems do we very, love it so much? Grim. It seems very dark, grim. Yeah. Why do you like that? It's so dark and grim. Dark, grim. Um. Why do we love it? You're asking me why we love it? <laughs> yeah. Why do you love it? What's what is it about the grim dark that attracts you so?
1: i don't know the the sheer hopelessness kind of it gives me hope that, that or that my life's not so shitty because it could possibly you know it could be worse you know if if this were true and there were civilians living in this setting uh, you know i hate the fucking lottery
0: you know it's 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 a good point like i reflect a lot on why i love horror so much because gabrielle hates horror and a lot of people are like why do you like horror so much? Isn't that are you messed up? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and it's because the real world is so much worse. Yeah. Like, what would you rather believe that that all of the terrible thing, and I don't even go through them, but you know, like there's there's terrible things that happen to good people, to children, yeah. to innocent people. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to worry about that? And the big problem was that there was some haunted house or <laughs> demonic entity that you basically <laughs> like. Wouldn't it be great if all you had to worry about was like scary monsters and not other people and famine and disaster? And I think like you, when I look at 40K, my imagination is running overtime trying to imagine how would people survive in that context in a way where I don't think about the real world. And, and that's why it's such a great escape. Mm-hmm. Now with that, mash that like and subscribe button. And for <laughs> God's sake, somebody comment or, or leave us a rating, or even if it's a shit rating. Just leave tell, us a rating.
1: Tell us we suck.
0: Send us a comment. Tell us what you want to hear about. We'll be doing more episodes. And, and again, I'm moving cross country. Tom's got some, some shit, including a, a new child on the way. So we might be a little busy here and there, but we'll still keep producing. Tom, any other fun catchphrases we want to throw at the audience? Corpse starch. Now with extra starch. <laughs>
1: extra
0: corpse. Now with double the bones. Oh, Mr. Take, you're back. Of course I'm back. I love corpse starch. <laughs>
1: What is that fucker, George Takei, doing
0: on oh my, my podcast?
1: God. No. Who,
0: who let Walken in here?
1: You get the hell out of my podcast, you son of a bitch.
0: You, you know, ever since that one time I I knocked away your advances, you've been bitter.
1: It was it was just bad timing. It, I didn't mean that I was not interested. Was, I was just coming out of a long-term thing.
0: Well, I mean, I've been with Brad. It's not my fault.
1: I I don't know where to go from
0: here. Christopher, let's just I well, or Chris, I guess we're friends. Let's just bury the hatchet and and help shield this podcast for these two nice young men. Oh, Tom, oh, did you hear that? He thinks we're young.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess in comparison, we're young, right?
0: What is that supposed to mean? Nothing, Mister Decay. You look good. you son of a bitch. Ow, God! Now Christopher Walken <laughs> and George Takei are beating us. Ow. <laughs>
1: You're going to fabulous Puerto Vallarta,
0: <laughs> Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois. 60652. Help me take a bite out of crime. Socket. Good fight and good
1: night. Transmitido en espanol and sap. Did we already do the
0: Puerto Vallarta, Mexico? I, I think so. Well, I have nothing else to say and important things. Where's my car? Get me out of here. I will walk home. And see. (laughs) Is it Tikai or (laughs) Tikai?
1: Everyone who knows him knows it's pronounced Tikai.
0: I always get it confused.